You're listening to the Gods of Life podcast. I am your host Vinit Tandon. Today in this podcast, I have a very special guest, Kamal Karant, co-founder Xvino, that is extend your expression. Kamal started his career as a sales trainee in a pharmaceutical company and went on to lead few of the largest staffing companies globally including Mafoy and Kelly Services with a career spanning over 22 years across life sciences and staffing industry Kamal is out with a vision to build Xvino into one of the largest staffing companies in India Welcome Kamal to our podcast The Gods of Life Hi Vinit I'm happy to be here to share my journey with you Kamal, tell us about the early days of your life, your family, your schooling. You also aspired to be a cricketer, Bollywood actor, and a politician too. So you actually ended up starting with a career in microbiology. Well, I was born in Bangalore to a family of movie buffs. My elder sister was named Lena after my dad's then favorite Bollywood actor, Lena Chandavarkar. Two years after her, when I was born, I believe Kamal Hassan was the rising star, and then my parents loved him too and named me Kamal. No wonder I was like a born Kamal fan. We were very, very early exposed to movies and cricket. All my maternal cousins were crazy about cricket and movies. From what I can remember, that's the only thing we spoke about in childhood. Vishnu Vardhan was a handsome Kannada actor whom I worshipped. Amitabh Bachchan's movie lists were like festival at home. the anticipation the trailers the first day tick anxiety i still get goosebumps thinking about growing up with amitabh in fact you know i had brown hair in my childhood and some of my family friends used to tell my parents he looks like a european child i think that went into my head i used to stand in front of the mirror dreaming like i was clint eastwood you know cricket yes cricket was the only outdoor game i think i used to play I used to play cricket almost every 2 to 3 hours uh, you know uh, on the weekend that was the only thing I did or on even I think on a daily basis I used to play for a couple of hours a uh, weekends maybe it was totally 7 8 hours I used to play cricket Gavaskar Jia Vishwanath and remember 1983 happened during my childhood and so Kapil Dev was a huge inspiration uh, till I was 17 I used to captain our class or village club teams and from what i can remember we lost most of the tournaments but somehow we still used to turn up the next day with the same enthusiasm i remember an instance in high school once when one of those you know pt hours instead of cricket our sports teacher asked us to play football i was so agitated that i deliberately hit a self goal i was promptly punished by asking to run five rounds on the ground such was my love for cricket that we i couldn't play any other game even for 30 minutes though i stopped playing cricket after my 20s i still think it flows in my blood so much so that i get excited even today watching it on tv politics fascinated me because our village had a sitting mla and uh, his family members played cricket with me and i quite liked the process of reaching out to people honestly influencing them uh the kind of things that went into the elections uh, i was uh, as a as a young kid uh, fascinated by the process 
in fact in our schools there used to be elections every year for class leaders uh, till 8th i think i was winning most of the elections for class leaders but in 10th i thought i'll play the big league and uh, went and contested for the school pupil leader all the classes voted against me i lost it was such a humiliation uh, it was also kind of reality check when i look back in time now must have been a great lesson on humility i don't know how i swallowed it my gosh i love what you just spoke about lessons in humility uh, but you know maybe when i look back my hunger was to lead and get attention and i saw election as a means to that those days if my dad had not brought me to bangalore for my college i think i was clearly headed to politics in my village come on is there any life experience from the early days of your life which had a deep and profound impact on your personality early days uh, uh, what i remember distinctly uh, when it is that about my father's struggle as a businessman he was an electrical contractor and much of my childhood experiences were influenced around that my mother was a homemaker and she had to absorb all the business shocks our father gave the family it's not his fault but uh, his business just didn't work out and uh, from an all attention uh, in the picard at home in bangalore we had to shift to repr grandparents place where we had to stay with uh, uh, you know my father's brothers his extended family uh, so that was in urpi and for people who don't know urpi urpi is uh, you know close to manipal the famous education town of coastal karnataka so the change from bangalore to urpi also meant you know one uh, going and staying uh, in a family which had 26 people in the same roof changing from english medium to kannada medium which was a, quite a big shift for me and my sister we and i look back maybe we underestimated that change in terms of influences uh, clearly i think the first one would be about relationships 26 of us which uh, in a single house uh, brought its own packages by itself what i mean that is we never had a great relationship with each other not that we fought daily but it was a kind of a cold relationship as though we did not exist with each other i think due to this i uh, valued relationships and made more friends my father wasn't also great with relationships and he sort of had a strained relationship with most of the relatives thanks to my dad uh, but once i grew up uh, i ensured that uh, i restored those relationships at a personal level with my relatives uh, even today i measure my life with relationships who saw i am or not is due to the relationships i have or i don't have the second thing which influenced me during my childhood possibly another pack is discipline when you stay in a large family of that number everything had to work like a clock in some ways it was like uh, let's say a hostel with a little more discipline if you did not get up at 6 the coffee would have got cold as they were left it like that uh, the women in the family had to move on and do other chores so we had to take bath at a particular time and everyone knew their slot and turned up food to a certain particular time all the times in the day and you you had to just be there there was no nudges no calls to be made to anybody saying come over food is being served even a 6 year old kid in our house knew the chores and uh, you know the routine that people had to follow even i think when the guests used to come to our house they knew what time you know 12 o'clock it was lunch people would be there 
I joke today sometimes that I was brought up in an organization, you know. So eventually, when I worked in large enterprises, I took to them like fish to water. The third aspect, I, if I can recall back, is about change. You know, uh, shifting from Bangalore, I got used to change. Changed so many schools, lived in so many neighborhoods, and even in enterprises I worked later, I loved the changes that came purely because uh, of the changes that I went through as a kid. Eventually, when I was in leadership roles, I used to make so many changes that people used to complain about it, saying, "Can we have two years without any change?" As an entrepreneur. Today, my co-founder sometimes complains that we should stop this overdrive of new initiatives at Exfino. I think the numerous changes that I had during my childhood has sort of wired my brain to an extent that maybe I get bored fast, and change has become a way of life. Either I get drawn to changes, or I create myself to feed my need. You know, so change has been a huge influence. The need for identity. Uh, I just can't ignore this one. The first thing that struck me when we moved from a nuclear family in Bangalore to a joint family of 26 was of identity. We were just lost in the crowd. We were nobody. Of course, you know, we went there after a financial loss of my dad, and as you know, how you can be looked down when you you are in a family where you come in as a failure. So from early stage, I used to ensure whatever I did. I needed to create a niche. Maybe the lack of identity at home pushed me. I don't know. At every stage of my life, whether it was school, college, various employers, knowingly, subconsciously, my mind would create a claim to fame for myself. In fact, in school and colleges, sometimes I used to create situations which even maybe embarrassed my parents a few times. But I have to admit, the most profound experience influence uh, of uh, my childhood. Has been uh, uh, my father who instilled the discipline and uh, the courage to punch above the weight. I think I, I owe it to him. Uh, but I think my mother took all the bullets for us. Uh, she had a profound influence on me, especially when it came to relationships. I haven't seen anybody like her in my life yet. When it comes to role model about relationships, I think she stands out. What? What you come all towards microbiology? I'm sure this wasn't an established field when you started your career. Was it a thought-through decision, or just something happened and you went towards it? Microbiology was a fortunate accident. In fact, my college had newly started microbiology, and some of us were fascinated by it. In fact, I hadn't done well in physics in first year of my BSc. Was also another trigger. One of my best friends, so my she asked me to take it up. So I wasted a year and took up microbiology. I can't believe even today that I topped my college for microbiology, as I wasn't really the studious type when I took it up. But maybe good influence or a great friend Manjunath, who uh, you know who influenced how I took those studies, and I think that was a major decision and a turning point in my life as it brought my interest and confidence in academics back, which I had lost. I could not uh, afford higher studies in microbiology like my classmates who who today do some phenomenal work in life sciences. But who knows, you know, if I had stuck to microbiology, maybe today I would be running ICMR during this pandemic, and uh, maybe Vinit, you would be asking me about the virus than my journey. From a sales trainee in Renbaxi to your role in leading staffing company initiatives at Mafoy and Kelly. What skill mix and opportunity mix 
seems to have worked for you minute large part of my career including today was spent in sales roles where relationships were very important i think i was pretty good with that sales roles also made me very competitive and i ensured i got my claim to fame in every role i played if i failed for too long i used to move on and that worked for me on the skills part relationships ability to adapt to change and discipline work for me i guess in sales and not to forget the competitiveness which uh, the identity seeking kamal always chased on the opportunity side i think uh, i worked with many inspiring bosses who who bet on me gave me new opportunities frequently i also took risk on my part when others did for example in 2004 i remember i was preparing myself for possibly a next role in usa when one of my peers rejected a role in malaysia and i was offered that role as a backup in about 5 minutes i made up my mind in a week i had my passport and i was in kuala lumpur as a ceo of malaysia i didn't even check with my peer why he had rejected the offer uh, that's how i took opportunities by my side that became a kind of a stepping stone to eventually become the head of apac at mafor and said which gave me a great international exposure another similar example uh, was taking the role of kelly smd i think uh, i must have been uh, the fifth guy in a span of about 6 to 7 years to be the country head in india and there's a huge churn at the leadership level they hadn't made any profits for the long time some of my ex colleagues called it a suicide mission but i thought this would be my claim to fame you know and eventually it worked maybe the timing was right maybe i had the right skills uh, i definitely kandina had a great team but if i had to credit myself i would look back and say i took those bets on myself i took those opportunities and uh, not to forget i always worked my back off what led to the formation of xvino and what's your vision behind building the largest talent specialist staffing company in india xvino xvino means uh, extend your expression by the way me and my co-founder uh, anil were uh, competitors he was the md of uh, another competing company which is a very large uh, uh, recruitment company in the world we used to catch up for drinks uh, uh, frequently and discuss our careers and staffing industry context of course me and anil go back uh, we know each other for almost now 42 43 years we were neighbors uh, became uh, friends peers and then competitors so it, during our days as competitors one aspect that we were fascinated was that there were no large specialist staffing companies in india like they were in the world we had large staffing companies which were very large and a kind of one stop shop niche ones existed where either only in it but never achieved fame or scale we also realized that most of the staffing agencies had stopped investing in india you know including our own employees but you know we had one thing going we both were beneficiaries of the staffing industry growth in india i think when we stepped into the industry it was maybe a 100 million dollar industry way back in 2000 and today about 10 billion dollars and going to double to about 20 billion dollars in the next 10 years we thought there was an opportunity to build a large specialist staffing company out of india so we both took all our savings we had in fact we even sold one house of us heat and started xvino with a million dollar investment is now we are into a fourth year it still feels like yesterday uh, an excitement point of view what do you think is the most crucial requirement for success is it goal orientation 
Is it being at the right place at the right time? Or is it just about being simply lucky? Right place at the right time, being lucky. I think for me it was all three. I would add work ethic to the goal orientation part for me as well. One thing I want to say is most of us have aspirations, but we don't convert that into a goal and follow that with a disciplined work ethic. I think for every goal we set up, we need to have set work routines which will take us there. Otherwise, we end up leaving our fate in somebody else's hands. That's how I always thought about um, you know, how I worked around myself. Luck is a factor. I can't deny that. And was for me too. My favorite quote on luck is, uh, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity because that's how it happened to me. I remember I became the APAC head of Mafo Rancer because unexpectedly, my boss who was based in Singapore then left. I was at KL and the closest one. I was not sure I was fully equipped, competent to take over, but I took my chances. I asked my bosses and eventually they agreed. You can say that's when I got lucky or maybe I was at the right place, right time. But I still think for me, the predominant factor has been relationships. Every success or career move has been due to the relationships I had with others or maybe others had with me. COVID has hit most businesses severely and employment statistics look really worrisome. What is your advice to people who are losing jobs or are likely to get out of work for a while before the industry bounces up again? COVID, yeah, so far the impact has been devastating. But I think people losing job is not about any of their skills or competence or efforts. I would like to say it's your timing. I have sat at home for three months without a job once in my life. As a single breadwinner, it really hurt. I can relate to that pain. I would say to people, if I can call it an advice, strengthen your relationships. Maybe it's your ex-bosses, peers, ex-reporters, college friends whom you all left behind, relatives with whom you don't have deep conversations. I'm quite sure that your next job is going to come from that network. Of course, meanwhile, ensure you're sharpening your skills by specializing deeper in your area. I still think employees are hiring for attitude than skills. Make sure if your fire in the belly is still alive, keep networking. Don't get discouraged by lack of responses. Be online, make yourself present every day, by learn something new and connecting with more people. Don't play the victim card. It's a test of your resilience. Stay active online, LinkedIn, Nauki.com, Facebook, keep calling a network till the job finds you. I can also see July has brought some green shoots to the job, so I would tell you, your next job must be somewhere around the corner. So very well said, Kamal. These times test our resilience and keeping in touch with relationships and our contacts will help us work till the job finds us. My God, these words are so really powerful. Kamal, the Chords of Life podcast has its roots in music and therefore we ask all our guests about their association with music. Do you listen to music? Which is that one song that is so special in your life or has inspired you? (laughs) Music and dancing. 
Music and dancing are two things my wife, Suma and my daughters don't allow me to do. However, I like both and enjoy that in their absence actually. I listen to music in about five languages, Kannada, my mother tongue, English of course. Being in Bangalore, blessed to learn Tamil and Telugu and Hindi. I grew up liking Kishore Kumar, uh, Brian Adams, uh, S.P. Balasudam, Ilai Raja. In fact, Laisla Bonita was uh, like an anthem once upon a time, you know, loud Madonna those days. But if I have to pick in recent time, Ashiki too, especially Chahome Yana. Uh, for me, it's a message of love. And isn't life all about loving? Uh, and of course, Vinita, I, I think it's got a nice tune to it. I think since 2012, I must have heard that song every day. And still don't get bored about it. I can listen to it right away. I'm a bad singer, but listen to music every day during my morning cycling time. One song, you know, if I had to pick, which has kept me going for the last close to 30 years has been Keep the Faith by Bon Jovi. From the time I heard it first time, every time I bid goodbye to somebody, I always told them keep the faith. And to everyone out there during COVID dies, I want to say to all, Lord, we got to keep the faith. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kamal, for your time. It was indeed a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Chords of Life. I'm your host, Vinny Tandon, India's one and only musical motivational speaker. If you have any questions or suggestions, do feel free to write back to me on my email ID, askask at the rate vinnytandon.com. See you again.